You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. And today is Election Day. So if you haven't voted and you want to protect your gun rights, go out there and vote. If you haven't voted and you want to impede or take away other people's gun rights, you vote tomorrow. Remember that. If you vote against gun rights, you vote on Wednesday. If you vote for gun rights, you vote on Tuesday. So (laughs) just a little public service announcement there. No, but in all seriousness, if you have not voted and you are going to vote to protect our Second Amendment rights, please get out there and do it. Try not to have an excuse because you got to realize, even if you're one person, you're going, oh, it's only one vote. It doesn't count. Every person like you, there's millions others who say the exact same thing, and that's how elections are lost. I believe this year is going to be very close. And, you know, everyone always said, well, Biden's going to do this. He's going to do this. But no one knew for sure. Now he's left no doubt. He tweeted out this weekend he will be banning what he considers assault weapons, which are just military-styled rifles, you know, cars with stripes or race cars. And he's going to ban standard capacity magazines, so everyone will have to have restricted capacity magazines. Now, they did this before in 94, and it was a temporary condition, which was great, because when Bush was in the White House, when it expired in 2004, he did not renew it after its sunset, which was fantastic. But you know, if Democrats get control of things, they are not going to put a sunset on it this time. This time, it's going to be permanent forever, and they're going to never let up, and they're going to keep adding to it, and they're going to make it stricter than it was last time, because they see where they let people find loopholes, and they're going to close every loophole that they can think of. And it's going to become nearly impossible to have any kind of standard capacity weapon. Now, hopefully, they're not going to sit there and try and tell you you have to hand back in your guns or lose control of the ones you already have. What they call a buyback. Yeah, if they're buying them back, it means you bought them from the government. But I didn't buy mine from the government, so I'm pretty sure they're not going to be buying anything back. And even if they were to volunteer to buy them back, after my thorough background check, I find the government is not trustworthy enough to have weapons fact, you know, I don't think that they uh, they would pass my background check, so I'm not going to sell anything back. Now, in other news, this is something I saw that I cannot verify this, but I've heard the ATF has required all guns to have flotation devices because of the drastic amount of them being lost in boating accidents. <laughs> of course, this hasn't passed yet, and I don't even know if it's for real, but I just heard that, and I thought I should pass that on to you. What if they just took swimming lessons? You know, that that could be an option as well, as long as they stay afloat during a boating accident. <laughs> they want to prevent all these these tremendous losses from boating accidents that have taken place this year. It's just, I mean, and you can tell a lot of these boating accidents must be real because gun sales are tremendous. In fact, okay, let's get into some numbers now. I know this may be a little boring, but we're going to throw out some numbers and just try and keep these in mind. This year alone, there have been approximately 7 million gun sales to new, never-before-owning-a-gun gun owners. So that's 7 million new people who have never owned a gun before and decided that this was the year for them to get one. And what they bought, we don't know, but it probably ranges, you know, from the twenty-two pistol all the way up to, you know, AR-15s and, as Joe Biden calls them, AR-14s, because he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> But all these people with new gun owners. Now, I want to speak to you new gun owners for just a minute here. I want you to keep in mind 
that when you vote, if you have this new gun, if you like it, if you're proud of it, if you want to keep it, keep in mind who you vote for. Because one person is going to try and take this away, and another person supposedly is going to let you keep it. Now, before I go crazy and tell you one is going to do one and one is going to do the other, Joe Biden has come out this weekend. He finally made a stance on his gun control position. He said, yes, he will take away what he calls assault weapons. Yes, he will enforce restricted capacity magazines on everybody, which means you're 10, you know, anything above 10 rounds is what they did last time, unless you're in New York, in which case anything above seven rounds is illegal. Of course, you're allowed to have a 10-round magazine, but it can only be loaded to seven rounds. Oh, we have a caller. Oh, is he connected? Are you there? Well, hello, hello, hello. Aha. Victor Armendariz from On Point with Victor. Now, you you were calling in today because you're remote today. You were not in town. I am not in town, but uh, I'm calling from the great red gun state of Tennessee. Oh, oh, excellent. Now, you voted, I presume? Oh, absolutely! I would have, I would have, I would have crawled across glass, <laughs> crawled yeah. across broken glass and razor blades to yeah. get your vote in. Let me, let me tell you, just so you'll know, you know, you're talking about guns and everything because you know that's a lock and loaded show, and it's all about guns, guns, guns. So, you know me, Roger, and and, and those of you out there who know me, I, I, I'm easy to talk to. Well, I've already had several law enforcement officers come up to me. And, and make sure, you know, they make sure that I voted for Trump and then they tell me how they voted for Trump and everyone they know voted for Trump. So I'm hoping that that's, uh, that's good news. I know it's anecdotal, but, uh, I hope that's a good sign know, that people, especially these new gun owners, I hope they consider, you know what? I like this new gun I bought and I want to keep it. And if I vote for the wrong person, they're going to come try and take it away from me. You know, I, let me throw in something here. This is, uh, you know, everybody's looking at Pennsylvania and saying the fracking got, Biden and all this, or will get him, or whatever. But I, I think what you all are talking about is part of the silent majority. Pennsylvania is a hunting state. Texas is obviously a hunting state. Right. New Mexico, all these states that are hunting, your silent majority may be sitting there with their long rifles or their attack weapons or whatever they're calling them today, you know. But they're the ones that are going to get out and vote for Trump. Right, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's, And you've seen it with the rallies. That, that to me, is amazing. His turnout for his rallies well, is just astronomical. It's, we've never seen anything like it. We really haven't. And, and uh, you know, and David makes a good point. We have to think that common sense hopefully will rule the day because if you're a Democrat voter in Pennsylvania or Texas or anywhere else and you cherish your hunting rifles, then you better pay attention because Biden's coming after them. You know, Biden and Kamala, they, and Roger, we've talked about this before. The action on an AR-15 is the same action on any semi-automatic weapon. Right. And, 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 and if you think they're going to stop there, once they get the ARs and then they get the pistols, you think they're not going to come after your shotgun, you're crazy. If, you're, if they're going to come after your 308, your, all of them. And Kamala Harris has made no bones about it. Biden hasn't made any bones about it. Well, now, so, Roger, he, I hope you're He recently right. tweeted this weekend. 
Because up until now, he's been kind of evasive, saying, oh, I'm not going to take your guns. We're just going to have common sense gun control. But this weekend, he came out and tweeted he's going to ban what he calls assault weapons and limit capacities on magazines. He's flat out yeah. said it now. So now yeah. there's no doubt where he stands on that. Now, and his website has had it for months. Oh, absolutely. If anyone paid attention to his website, and, and he, he said he would make fake Hispanic O'Rourke in Texas his guns are. Now, fake Hispanic O'Rourke, he stood there and said he's coming after your guns. Kamala said she's going to use executive orders to come after guns. And when Biden tells you that common sense, any Democrat that tells you they want common sense gun laws, that just means that's that's code for we're coming after your guns. <laughs> when does government and common sense ever go together in the same sentence? <laughs> That's a fine <laughs> wait, point, wait, wait a second. got to go back to something you said there, Victor. Uh, what Did Kamala go ahead and define exactly what she was talking about when she said, I'm coming after your gun? Oh, yeah, well, he, we know, you know, he, the cockatoo thing, that kissing <laughs> well, birds. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's on, she's on record saying and that she did this during the primary, in the primary, during the debate. She looked at the camera and the, and the audience and said that she she would use, well, here's what she said. If the Congress didn't act to confiscate guns, AR-15, that she would, by executive fiat, so by executive order, she would confiscate those weapons. Now, somebody would need needs to remind her that executive orders cannot trump the United States Constitution. Well, she thinks they can, uh, and apparently... But, well, some... the Democrats think that they can do what they want because the judicial branch, uh, they think they can legislate from the judicial branch, but, and again, this is what I talked about on my show, thanks to Donald J. Trump and the three justices he appointed, Donald Trump probably <laughs> saved the Second Amendment with his first... For the next 30 uh, years. years. Well, you got to realize, too, um, now that they have a Barrett on the Supreme Court, how can you ban guns? <laughs> how, how can you go wrong with a Barrett on the Supreme Court? I know. So if, if these idiots get elected tonight, if Biden-Harris... And let's face it, if Biden-Harris gets elected tonight, Biden will be out pretty soon, and, and Harris is going to be the president, and she probably will try... By, if, by executive fiat, collect guns, and it's going to end up at the Supreme Court. So again, it, even if Donald Trump doesn't win tonight, Donald Trump's going to reign the day because of the justices that he put on the right. Supreme he, Court. Right, he'll have a lasting influence. Him. Yeah, let's hope so. Because um, the scary what, thing is, Trump is forty-five, right? Is, Roger, no, yeah, he's, he's he's president forty-five, right? Yeah. So, Trump is okay, 45. so we have a forty-five and a Barrett. And That's a Barrett. all we really need. <laughs> Man, how can we go wrong? That's a very astute observation, Roger. I mean, we've got a Desert Eagle in the presidency, and we've got and we got a Barrett on the, on the Supreme I mean, Court, the judicial branch. Oh, We're God, set. I love. See, I, I like our odds for tonight. I really do. I really do. Well, let's hope uh, things go the way of the gun, so to speak. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Roger, you bring up a point about new gun owners, and I think it's a good point because. You, I believe these early voters that, that were early Democrats voting, I think some of them probably were the new gun owners, Roger. And, and they're, the, they're the gun owner that walked in and, and tried to buy a gun and walk away the same day. And then they were reminded that, well, no, your liberal policies doesn't allow that. So, Roger, I think you're right. I think some of those voters are going to vote for Trump. I wonder now, from what I understand, I don't know the numbers on this, but I heard a lot of early voters were having um – Regrets as to who they voted for and wanted to get their ballots back. 
So after the Second Amendment, I'm sorry, after the second debate, uh, the the number one Google search was how can I change my vote? Because so, well, I think they saw so Trump in a better light then. Because he the first be yeah. the first debate he did not behave at all. I was embarrassed you for know, him. <laughs> I, I will say this about the first debate: I think that he was already having symptoms of uh, the China virus, and and I do think that affected his mood because he clearly wasn't himself. He seemed and, very irritable, uh, and the, he just wouldn't. It, he looked he looked irritable. He really did. And the second debate. That was Trump. That was yeah. the Trump we know and knew. And uh, and you're right, Roger. It, it was. I, I think if his first debate had gone like the second debate, you know, could have been a different story on his early votes. But I do right. think that, the, that a lot of them voted for Trump. But uh, you know, it's funny though. They a lot of people did. They Googled how can I change my vote, and in some states it they is allowed. were allowed to do it. Yeah, so you could yeah. say, oh wait, I just bought a gun this week. If I want to keep it, I better change my vote, or I'll yep. just hand it over. You know, I mean, it's just so amazing to me how much restriction they have. It's yep. like, and oh, this is a, an interesting story. They talk Hollywood celebrities who obviously push for gun control all over the place. Many of them are hiring extra armed security for tonight's election because of the possible civil unrest that's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's okay and, and for them. That, where's that civil unrest going to come from, Roger? It's not the Trump voter. That's going to do the civil unrest. Probably not. You know, the only thing I've seen is when the the cars were following the Biden bus, you know, and uh, honking and making a bit of a scene. But, you know, they weren't blocking the highway. They were just driving on it. You know, Roger, (laughs) I talked about that earlier. They were not blocking the roads. They were just driving. They were having some fun escorting the bus. And the incident that happened where where a Trump truck and a staff Biden staffer ran into each other, it's because of the Biden staffer. The Biden staffer maneuvered their car into the lane that was already occupied by a Trump oh, truck. Oh, physics dictate. And I'm sorry, your your little four cylinder car is not going to push a jacked up Ford F one fifty or two fifty out of the way, or Chevrolet fifteen hundred, or, or Dodge, or Dodge fifteen hundred. Yes, I mean or, no big no yeah. big American pickup trucks going to be pushed out of the way by a little hybrid. By a little. <laughs> That's right. Hey, no, no offense to our friend Mark in New York, but there ain't no Prius that's going to knock out, knock over it. A big, a big diesel or V eight truck. You're not going to push him out of the way that easy. Yeah. You know what? I saw, I saw a video of the Biden staffer that that maneuvered his car into the lane, and I'm, you know what? Right, it might have been a big diesel. I, I didn't pay that much attention, but it, it was a black truck, maybe well, a Ram. It was in Texas, was it not? It was. Well, yeah, it was some sort of big truck, obviously. I mean, because that's all, pretty much all they drive there, isn't it? <laughs> that's pretty much all, yeah. Good American truck. <laughs> big right. trucks or Cadillac cars. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, it's going to, I tell you. It's going to be neat. But, uh, well, I'm going to have to roll here, Roger. Oh, no problem. I, I, I wanted to call in and, and uh, just, yeah, you made, you made some very good points about the guns and the gun owners and the new gun owners. So let's hope that they vote correctly yeah let's vote to protect their rights make sure they shall remain uninfringed that's right uninfringed so vote for you don't have to vote for trump just vote for the second amendment yeah that's right all right well all right have a great rest of the show you too we'll see you when you get back hopefully we'll still be under the same leadership when we get back although david isn't up for re-election because he's a dictator (laughs) 
<laughs> right, good point. <laughs> but he's a benevolent you dictator. <laughs> you guys have a good one. See you. That was Victor Armanderas from On Point with Victor, giving us a little perspective. And talking about, you know, the politics of new guns. I mean, when you're a new gun owner, you don't realize you've never experienced the, I guess, discrimination that you can face as a gun owner in the United States, especially in liberal cities. You know, you get called things like gun nuts and, uh, you know, crazy and all this kind of stuff. Oh, he's gun crazy. He's a gun nut. You know, just because you own a weapon to defend yourself and your family shouldn't make you any sort of a nut. But then again, you know, everybody likes to put labels on everything. And it's funny how the Hollywood celebrities who push so hard for gun control go out of their way to hire more people on election night because they fear there might be civil unrest. So, and, you know, one other thing that uh, a lot of folks don't look into, uh, these, the Hollywood type, not all of them by any means, but if you were few. to take, if you were to take and look at the different ones, how many have made movies <laughs> that used guns. Right. Lots of guns, lots of violence, and uh, that's how they make their, their living, and yet they preach against it as they make money off of it. That, isn't it. What's the word? Oh, hypocrisy. There you yeah. go. Yes, loaded with hypocrisy. Jeez, it's like it's it's just insane, and people don't see this. I, you know, I love going to the movies, and I love seeing movies, but I've decided this year I think I'm going to try and do it a lot less. Because I don't want to support the people who are trying to take my guns away. I don't want to give them money so they can give it to causes while they fight against my rights. I just wish there was any other right in the Constitution that they treated like the Second Amendment just so those people could get a little taste. Imagine if you had to get a permit to exercise free speech. (laughs) Imagine if you were limited by how much free speech you could have. Oh, well, you can only do it on certain days of the week. Oh, you can't take your free speech with you everywhere. You can't take it into schools. You can't take it into government buildings. You can't take it with you into uh, certain places that don't allow it. Imagine if you went up to your local bar and they, the wing place or restaurant, and they said, oh, no free speech allowed in here. You're not allowed to have free speech. You can only talk about these topics. People would be outraged. They'd be horrified, going, you can't do that. This is America. Well, apparently they do it with other amendments, and they get away with it. It's time to stand up and push back a little bit. Because, okay, let's run over some quick gun sale numbers. October this year, 2020, October 2020, 1.77 million guns sold in one month. How does that compare to last year? 1.3 million sold last year. So things were still, I mean, gun sales have never been brisker. And I'm hoping a lot of these people are new gun owners. Like I say, apparently from the numbers they've gathered of approximately 7 million. Now, a lot of other people, though, with a good economy, have more money and buy more guns if they already have guns. So there's that also. But they've had, um, okay, this year so far, and we're only through October, so we have two months left, but so far this year, 17 million gun sales, according to the NCIS checks. Or NIC, NICS checks, sorry, NICS. Yes, so 17 million so far this year compared to 13.2 million all of last year. That includes November, December of last year. So we're already ahead by almost 4 million, heading for another two months, and traditionally... Between Thanksgiving and Christmas, a huge number of guns are sold. In fact, a lot of records are broken on Black Fridays or or Black Friday weekends and December for Christmas gifts and things like that. Because, you know, anyone buying themselves a Christmas gift, if you're an enthusiast, what do you want? You want a new gun. You want some ammo. 
You want something like that. That's another thing I'd like to just get to for a second. If you don't have a lot of ammo, I understand your pain. I went to a gun show this weekend just to browse, and the prices were unbelievably high. I mean, they were probably three times what it was just a few short months ago. The ammo supply is still extremely tight, and it's very hard to get stuff. And what you do have, you don't want to shoot. So you new gun owners, your experience probably the worst shortage I've ever seen. As far as I know, it may be the worst shortage we've had in history as far as ammunition goes. So don't fret. Vote to to retain your Second Amendment rights, and you'll get a taste of the good life. Ammo will drop back down to a third of what it is now. Guns will come back down 20, 30, 40% cheaper than they are now. So you'll get to experience a little of this. I mean, right before, I remember the beginning of this year, I was telling people it is one of, it was one of the best times in history to buy weapons or ammo, any of that stuff, because the prices had never been lower. In over 20 or 30 years, prices have never been lower than they were at the beginning of this year. And then COVID hit. And with people locking down, I guess they felt like, there was a threat coming from somewhere. I'm not sure from where, but they felt like they needed, if they were going to be home, they needed to protect their family in case people ran out of toilet paper or ran out of food or whatever they were thinking they were going to run out of. They wanted to protect what they had. Now, fortunately, it never got that bad. There was no civil unrest based on not being able to get things people needed. Nobody was going hungry. Nobody, well, very few people ran completely out of toilet paper. But a lot of people stocked up pretty heavy, so you should be good for the rest of the year if you stocked up on your toilet paper. But these people felt like, oh, my God, how would I protect my family if someone came to the house looking for stuff and I didn't want to give it to them, and they decided they wanted to take it. And the gun sale, that's when gun sales and ammunition sales started spiking. Then you have civil unrest in the streets, people burning, looting, murdering, anti-American fascists everywhere, causing riots, blocking traffic. Imagine you're there trying to get somewhere, and there's a bunch of idiots in the way blocking you, trying to throw things at your car or threaten you as you drive by. You know, it's just it's going to be one of those crazy things. Well, what do you do? You have to just decide, am I going to drive through them? Am I going to sit here and wait till I run out of gas or they run out of patience? You know, what's going to happen? Well, at least in our area... You can still call the police. Yes, and a lot of times the police will answer, although there are some cities where the residents have realized when they talk about defunding, the police just don't answer calls. They don't come to the calls they don't want to, or they take their time getting there. You call instead of being there in three to five minutes, then we get there in 30 or 40 minutes, and they're not going to get too mixed up in anything. They don't want to sacrifice themselves, you know, because a lot of places are trying to get their immunity taken away from them. They have a certain protection as law enforcement officers. You take that away from them, they become a regular citizen and everything will apply to them, which is equality under the law, but we have to give our law enforcement officers a little bit of leeway. You know, we have uh, quite a few friends that are in law enforcement one way or the other, whether it's federal or or local, but... um, What's happening in New York and other big cities is very disturbing, and some of our folks that we work with and talk to, uh, they're concerned, very concerned. And uh, people that uh, normally would not be involved have been called back to active duty. Right, uh, because people are retiring early. Yeah, yeah, well, not only that, but... uh, 
just people that uh, had retired even at a later time have been called back now. And, right. Uh, they, uh, the prediction is not good, and you look, like I said, you look at what New York's doing and some of the other big cities are doing with boarding it. You know, I understand New <laughs> York doesn't even look like new york anymore i've seen video of that and it's even worse now because they're boarding up in anticipation Mm -hmm. of election results coming in and going whatever quote unquote the wrong way now i'm going to assume that even if biden and harris were to win trump supporters are not going to go out riot burn loot and murder and destroy anything no but the biden supporters will and i'll tell you why because they'll think they have a free ticket it'll be more like celebratory looting yeah Are, are there such? Apparently there is. So if they they did that in, uh, I, you know, I don't know sports well enough. Somebody won the World Series, and their city was actually <laughs> burning and looting stuff in celebration of their team winning. What? Uh-oh. One more time? Detroit. 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 Oh, well, Detroit's, <laughs> Detroit's known for being hospitable, right? Yeah, well... <laughs> What United States is Detroit in, anyway? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. But apparently there were uh, some baseball team had done well or whatever, and their cities and their city citizens rioted and uh, burned stuff in celebration of their doing well. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Yeah, I don't know about all that. But it's like this is – in fact, Georgia, which I, we're in Georgia here. We're based in Georgia at America's Web Radio. Georgia and one of four other states are at high risk for activity by armed groups after the election or during the election day. So I'm going to send this out to everybody. I know everyone likes to get with their friends, go to the local bar, watch the returns come in. But unfortunately, tonight may not be the best night to do that. I would suggest stay home tonight, wait to celebrate till next week or further on down the line because – there are going to be people who are just itching to cause trouble, itching to start a fight, itching to burn, loot, and murder stuff. So I would try and stay out of the way, avoid situations where you can get yourself into a precarious situation because you don't need that. No one needs to go through the legal battle, go through the legal hassle, possible arrest. Even if you're found innocent, why go through all the hassle to just to be able to go out and celebrate with friends for a, a political victory? And it's, it's sad that it's come to this. Oh, I'm a few years older than you. A couple. Yeah, a couple of hundred. No, uh, but it's, you know, it breaks my heart. I I can't believe that we've come to this. And I just, you know, it, you know, I'm a flag waver and and the rest of it. Yeah, me too. Now, the worst thing is these police officers, they're commander in chiefs. The mayors of their cities, the governors of their states, are not supporting them. No. It's crazy. These are the people who are their commanders-in-chief, and they don't support their own troops, which are their police forces. They don't give them any backup, any help. This is another good time, from my standpoint, to... uh Tell everybody to do a ride-along. When this is all over with, do a ride-along with a cop at night. Don't do yeah. it during the day. Do it at night and see what these guys and girls have to go through as cops. And if you don't come away from supporting them after that, then you're a sick puppy. Yeah, because, I mean, these guys have to make split-second, split life-changing decisions in an instant. 
and they don't have time to analyze, uh, you know, 300 different angles of video to see was he holding a gun, was he not holding a gun. There was a guy, oh, God, I can't remember. I didn't bring that story with me, but it was a gentleman who tried to rob somebody with a toy gun. He was shot and killed. And they said, oh, but it was a toy gun. Why do? Why would you shoot him and kill him? Well, because you can't tell a toy gun from a real gun all the time. If it's not multicolored and firing Nerf dots, you know, Nerf darts, you're not going to know the difference if someone points something black that looks like a gun at you and fires, you know, blue plastic BBs instead of real bullets. You're not going to know. And this guy decided to take a risk. He t- tried to rob somebody. Unfortunately for him, the person he tried to rob was a concealed weapons holder, and he drew his own weapon and fired upon him and killed him. You know, stupid is as stupid does. That's it. And, you know, I, well, anyway, I, there's no chance in the world that I'm going to drive up to a warehouse black, darker than dark, with a broken window and crawl into that sucker. Okay. And yet we ask the cops to do it. Right. We oh, asked, yeah. We asked the cops to walk down a dark alley, just like you were saying. With the, you don't know whether they have a real gun, a plastic gun, a machine gun, which ain't so, uh, AR fourteen or uh, <laughs> Biden's famous AR fourteen. Yeah. But you don't know, and and just like you said earlier, the cop has to make a split decision. Right. And uh, what do you know? And if they can, they'll send a dog in, which is the best thing. If they have that if option. If they have that option. Right. But, you know, please think about this. And uh, women can do it, too. Do a ride-along with a cop. Go to the police, your local police department and say, what do I have to do to get a ride along on a on a i don't think they'll let you go on a friday or saturday night but uh it's i say it's exciting it's uh, educational enough as it is on uh, any other night yeah i guess i mean you get a sense of what they have to do though Yes. That's the key. Now we'll talk about, I got one quick story here because Victor was calling from Tennessee. Now, Tennessee just gained something this past week. There's a, there's a place called the Glock Store. They sell parts and accessories for Glocks, and they've been based in San, in San Diego, California for years and years and years. And this year they announced after two years of planning, they're moving all their operations to Nashville, Tennessee. So a lot of these gun companies are getting out of these gun-unfriendly states and moving to places where they're appreciated. And they're taking over 300 jobs with them from California to Tennessee. And I'm sure Tennessee appreciates this. And, you know, in San Diego, they probably don't care. They're probably like, good riddance, we don't need more gun companies here. But they don't realize how much money the gun industry actually brings into California. And other things, too. California is just chasing people away in droves. Unfortunately, some of them have gone to Texas as well, and that just really upsets me that and they you take a perfectly good state and you bring in Yankees or you bring in Californians, and uh, the state just goes to pot. In fact, uh, 7% uh, of Texas population is new. and most Wow, of them that's huge. From, yeah, that's why it's almost turning from a, from a blue state to a red state. Wow. Or no, I've got it backwards. From a red state to a blue state. A red yeah. state, yeah. 
Yeah, and then, and then these people they move because they don't like how things turned out, but then they don't change the way they do things. You know what do they say? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I, I think when the Californians get to Texas and start meeting some of the Texans, well, Texans are friendly. Maybe they'll you well, know they're persuade wonderfully them friendly. a little bit. Yeah, but uh, they also have their rifle racks in the back of their pickups, or they have their pistol uh, holders in their in their side door or in their door. Right. And, uh, they they appreciate the Second Amendment, and they make no bones about it. No. Now, I'm hoping a lot of these people will move because they want a different lifestyle. They want things to be different. Because Colonel West once made the the uh, correlation between people who move to other states and then vote the same way or ask for the same things they had as locusts. They go from place to place, destroying every place they go, and then moving on someplace else. Great and, analogy. Right. And they got to stop these I mean, these people have to realize there's a reason why you left where you left. Why did you leave where you were from? What was it about it that made you not want to be there anymore? And why would you vote to make the new place you're moving into the same as the old place? Well, Californians, um, another reason they're going to Texas, we, we have no income tax. Oh, and, really? I did, yeah. Oh, no state income tax. Okay. Exactly. Nice. And uh, a sales tax, but no income tax. And, uh, you know... <sighs> California, in my opinion, you have to be sick to live there. It's beautiful. It I've is. been there many, many times, and it's a beautiful state. Uh, both inland and the coast are beautiful. But they like they like you to move in, and then they start the torture. Yeah. Well, you know, the illegals coming in and the, and the state's paying for everything is just driving their debt so high that people who live there have to pay that debt. Oh, yeah. I mean, they pay interest on that debt. They pay for that debt. They Everything they buy costs more than it does almost anywhere else in the country. And California has amazing resources. They have labor. They have they have farms that grow huge amounts of, of all kinds of crops. They got oil. They've got Lots oil. Of okay. Oil. They've got stuff to make them a major power. And instead, they burn through all this money, spend more than they can afford, and they end up taxing the citizens at a ridiculous rate. But, you know, that's – and the thing is – and their gun control laws are strict as well. In fact, getting a permit in California to carry a gun is nearly impossible. There are usually three, um, I guess, categories of gun permit issuance. One is a shall issue, meaning you apply for it. They don't have any reason not to give it to you. You're not a felon. You don't have any violence, domestic violence issues on your record. You get a gun permit. Then there's a May issue where they may have restrictions that uh, that may be a little stricter than that. And those are the states where sometimes they take a May issue and turn it into a, basically a no issue. Unless you can prove somehow that you have some great need to carry a firearm with you, you will not get a gun permit. In fact, there were places in New Jersey where they have 9 million people in New Jersey and less than 1,000 people have carry permits. That, and they're actually being sued for that right now because they're, they're, they're making it far too difficult for people to exercise their Second Amendment rights. And I hope this lawsuit goes through and a court looks at it and goes, yeah, you can't stop people from carrying their weapons if they want to. They need to be protected because the, const, uh, the uh, Supreme Court decided years ago a policeman does not have an obligation to protect you. They have carry a gun to protect themselves. 
you know, they will come and help you after the crime has been committed, but you can't have one follow you around all over the place and protect you if you think you might be in danger. That's not what they do. They, they are reactive upon the committing of a crime. If you think somebody's going to do something, they can't guard you 24-7. Something ha- a crime has to be committed before they can do very much. I mean, even with the issuance of a restraining order, which is just a piece of paper, and uh, someone intent on doing you harm, a piece of paper is not going to stop them. <laughs> Hold it up and say, look, I have a restraining order. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> They're about to commit a crime anyway. What's one more crime? But just make sure, you know, cover yourself when you go to these states where you have no gun. If you have to move to a less free state, make sure you know the laws because sometimes they are so strict with these things, you can get in huge trouble just for driving through the state of New Jersey with a weapon in your car. Even if you never reveal it to anybody or show it to anybody, if you have it in your vehicle and it's not being transported the way they dictate, you could get in huge trouble for that just for being in their state. Let me ask, uh, oh, that sneeze. My goodness. Uh-oh. Anyway, <laughs> clear the room. Uh, can you go online and um, get and just uh, type in um, reciprocal? Yes, reciprocity. Okay. You can type in uh, sta- uh, state gun permit re- reciprocity, and you can get a listing. There's one site. I can't remember the name of it. I think it used to be called packing.org or something like that. I'd have to look it up again. But you click on your state, and it highlights all the states that have reciprocity with your gun permit. So you can see where your gun p- permit is accepted and where it's not. So like a checkerboard, if you get to a state that doesn't accept it, you just jump over that state and go on to the next. Is that right? Right. And there are some people who will avoid traveling through those states if they're carrying guns with them, especially people who are traveling like to participate in gun matches or sporting events where guns are involved. They have to be extremely careful traveling through some states that have very strict laws because they could get in huge trouble. And it may be nothing to do with the gun. They may get pulled over for having a taillight out, and they would get thrown in jail because they have weapons in the car. Even though they didn't pull them out, they're in lock boxes. States have all kinds of weird rules about even having them in your possession, which is crazy because the Second Amendment clearly states, shall not be infringed. There's no way they should be able to infringe on your right to own a weapon. But yet they do it constantly. And it's, it's, it's like the one amendment where they don't seem to care how it's worded, the right it guarantees you, and the limits it places on the federal government for making laws to infringe on these rights. But state governments just ignore the Second Amendment, make whatever rules they want, and I hope this comes around, like the one in California where they actually shot down the magazine restrictions as being unconstitutional. And I'm hoping that's going to stick. That's just about the time. I think they had 30 days to uh, review things. They sent it back to the court now. So now the court has to send back down a decision, whether their original decision stands or whether they're going to adjust it. And if their original decision stands, then all of a sudden the magazine restrictions in California are gone. You can suddenly get that 50-round magazine for your Glock if you want one, <laughs> your 100-round magazine for your your AR-15. However, they still have restrictions on the types of weapons. In fact, their, their laws are – I was actually in a gun store there um, last year, I guess, and talking to some of the gun store owners. He goes, you know, it's – the way they describe it, it's almost impossible to abide by some of the rules they're putting in place because you can't have a pistol grip on a weapon that has a box magazine that's removable. 
So what they've done is they design a system where you open the gun up, and then you can pull the magazine out and switch it, but it still can't be more than 10 rounds until now. If this, if this court comes down and holds their decision, all of a sudden you can get whatever magazine you want in California, which is going to be phenomenal for the people who live there. I mean, they had the, the their chance. Uh, what's it? Judge Benitez shot down the law, and for one glorious week, which is affectionately known as Freedom Week in California, people in California were allowed to buy whatever kind of magazines they wanted for one week, and they estimated over 1.2 million magazines went into the state in that one week. Is that Playboy or no, 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 gun magazines? Oh, gun. Oh. And don't call it a clip. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, gun magazines went into that state in one week, one point two over one point two million. Now, can you imagine how Californians are going to feel if this law stays in effect and they be able to get whatever they want? How many magazines they're going to order? Oh. There's going to be a, there's going to be a drain on the country's supply. <laughs> you know, and, but at that point, they'll figure out some way else. You can have all the magazines you want; you just can't have ammunition. Yeah, well, that's another thing in the Biden Harris plan. They plan yeah. on taxing guns and ammo at ridiculously high rates. So, you think the prices are high now? If the if Biden and Harris win, the prices you see today are going to seem like bargains in another year. You're going to wish you had bought thousands and thousands of rounds at these prices. Because the prices will be going up. They're, they had a tax of almost $20 per box of 50 rounds and a $200 tax on every gun you purchase. So prices are about to go up higher. Right now, the prices on guns are probably 30 to 40% high on some, 10 to 20% on others. But ammo is at least, th- it looks like three times to five times what it normally should go for. Point, uh, the point of this story and the point of what uh, Roger is saying is that if you haven't voted... Get your butt off the couch and go vote for Trump. Yeah, go vote Thank for you. the guy who's going to protect your gun rights. Even if you don't like things he says, you don't like what he tweets, you know what? you got to look at both candidates and say, which one, which is the lesser of two evils? <laughs> Decide which one will offend you less, you know, or who will be a problem less. And if it comes to gun rights, so far Trump has been better. And I know he let the... Um, this, what is it? The uh, Department of Justice passed the the bump stock ban. I know, I know, I know. He shouldn't have done that. The fact that they were approved during Obama's administration and then taken away during Trump's administration does not make him look favorable towards gun rights. But in every other aspect, he so far has been defending Second Amendment rights. So we'll see if that continues. I mean, to be honest, Republicans are probably almost as bad as Democrats, except they're just, you know, they end up passing laws by trying to negotiate to get other things through. Because a a Republican passed the Hughes Act, which stopped people from owning fully automatic weapons manufactured after a certain date and placed other restrictions. A Republican passed a foreign uh, weapons ban, which did not allow anything they classified as an assault weapon coming from another country to be allowed into the country anymore. And that was passed during, I think, Bush's reign, and the Hughes Act was passed during Reagan's Administration. So, you know, Republicans are not innocent by any stretch. I'm not saying they're always better because they've passed a lot of gun control also. But generally speaking, they tend to be a little more favorable toward the Second Amendment. And I know, and Obama was an interesting case because everybody thought for sure he was going to pass all kinds of super restrictive gun control. All right, we're going to have to take a quick break and come back to this. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you've been listening to America's Web Radio. 
My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. Live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. McAllister's Auto Transport is a privately held company celebrating our 75th anniversary this November, specializing in enclosed-only transportation to the OEM, personal snowbird market, and our favorite market of all is the collector market. Give us a call at 800-748-3160, or you can reach us on the web at McCollister's.com, and that's M-C-C-O-L-L-I-S-T-E-R-S.com. Large enough to handle all of your transportation needs, small enough to provide you the old town, old school service that you come to expect when you're moving your baby. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. And like I was saying, right before the break, the Obama administration was probably one of the most feared when it came to gun control issues. People were so afraid he was going to pass all kinds of gun control. But when he had control of the House and the Senate, he was so focused on his health care program, he let gun control slip to the side. Then after two years... They pushed and got a Republican Congress and Senate, and he was kind of crippled as far as being able to pass a lot of gun control, so they slowed him down. But his administration allowed bump stocks to be sold to the general public. He also had a a law he passed or signed that allowed U.S. military surplus weapons to come back into the country. So, I mean, you know, everybody was so afraid of him, but he ended up doing more good for the guns than a lot of people had ever anticipated. Now, granted, if he had had control for another two years, he probably would have jumped on the gun control ban. They probably would have tried to pass another crime bill, which essentially is an assault weapons ban. And I hate using the term assault weapon, but it's what they determined to be an assault weapon. Assault is a verb. It's not something you can just label. An assault pen, an assault coffee cup. I mean, I guess you can make anything an assault. But just keep in mind, it's not always the people you think. But generally speaking, the conservatives tend to be less hard on gun control rights or gun rights than the than the liberals do. But doesn't always pan out that way. So we'll have to see. Hopefully Trump will hold his ground. He'll he'll do as he says and defend our Second Amendment rights. That's all I can do is hope for that. If he if he wins again. If he doesn't win again, then we'll have to see if Biden and Harris actually get their gun control. Is that gonna be in the forefront of their administration? Or will they even have the possibility? If the Congress and Senate don't go blue as well, then they're not going to have the possibility because hopefully the House and Senate will stop any unreasonable gun legislation from going through. And unreasonable, I mean almost any of it. There's almost nothing that I would say would be considered reasonable. I mean, there are some things. What they need to do is prosecute people who violate gun laws now. Like there's the guy in Oregon who got his arm shot off by uh, Mr. Rittenhouse as he pointed a Glock at his head trying to kill him. And Kyle turned around and shot him in the arm. He got it blown off. He was a convicted felon in possession of a firearm. Why wasn't he charged? 
He should have gone straight back to jail being a felon in possession of a firearm. He shouldn't have even had it in his hands. But yet, because the liberal judges and liberal district attorneys up there don't want to prosecute anybody who they feel is on their side, this guy got away scot-free. Well, almost scot-free. He did get his arm blown off. But legally, he has no repercussions for being a felon in possession of of a gun. So, you know, keep in mind, the liberal areas are going to be much less likely to prosecute bad guys or criminals because they don't care. I remember um, in Georgia once, this is probably 10 or 15 years ago, they had a number of people, thousands of people who had applied to purchase a weapon, lied on their paperwork, knew they were convicted felons and applied anyway to try and purchase a weapon and were refused by the by the the system they had in place to check for that and none of them 0% were prosecuted for attempting to buy a weapon even though they knew they weren't supposed to have it i guess they figured they worked the system enough something slips through all of a sudden boom they're able to buy something but the the fact of the matter is a, a lot of weapons that are used in crimes are stolen or illegally obtained so you got to keep that in mind also. Not Most legally owned guns are rarely used in crimes. The biggest exception to that is crimes of passion, where you have people and families fighting and things like that, and somebody pulls the gun out and goes a little too far and starts shooting up family members or something like that. It does happen, but it's not as common as standard street crime where the guns there are illegally obtained. And to try and force gun owners to be responsible for them all the time is another issue that's a problem. You know, there's only so much you can do to protect yourself. I mean, the government has lost nuclear weapons. In the last probably 30, 40 years, they've lost dozens of nuclear weapons. And yet, no one's holding them accountable. You know, they don't know where they went. Did they, you know, did they get lost in shipping? Are they sitting in a warehouse somewhere? There have been planes that have crashed and they couldn't recover the nuclear weapons. Or they're at the bottom of the sea, maybe, and they couldn't find them. You know, it happens. People lose track of things. Of course, I recommend highly do not lose track of your weapons because it's just a bad feeling to know that it could be out there doing some harm and you weren't able to keep up with it. But there are some cities that make it make you responsible for anything that happens with a lost or stolen weapon. Usually a stolen weapon is a little bit of a different situation, but if you lose it somehow and it ends up in somebody else's hands that shouldn't be, you may have some issues in some states. Now, okay, gun rights. We're going to talk real quick about this because this is something that's been out going on the last couple of weeks, and I never got a chance to get to it. Apparently, there's been a weapon called the Honey Badger, which is an AR-styled weapon with a pistol brace on it, and it was a new design of pistol brace. And apparently, the ATF decided that this version of pistol brace was not a pistol brace and indeed was a stock, and these pistols with a pistol brace were no longer pistols with pistol braces. They were short-barreled rifles, and everybody who had one had to send it back into the company, disassemble it, take it apart, or apply for a tax stamp to have the short-barreled rifle. Now, the company that sold them said they would pay the tax stamp for anybody who purchased his weapon and wanted to keep it and was able to pass all the background checks, which if you're able to buy a pistol in most states, you can get a short-barreled rifle. It just it takes a federal check instead of a... Um, a state or federal background check is just a little stricter. So if you can own one, you can probably own the short barrel rifle, too. There's going to be very few exceptions there. But they decided this one was not a pistol brace, even though it was designed very similarly by a company who basically invented the pistol brace and has had at least a half a dozen different variations with no issues. And now they're deciding this particular one, for some reason, 
has some sort of violation or they don't believe is a pistol brace and it's some sort of rifle stock. So they ordered them all to be stopped being sold and wanted them to try and collect them or have people modify them, fix them, take them apart, get them, I guess, taken care of so they couldn't own a short barrel rifle without having the tax stamp. Then the ATF, I guess, reconsidered and put a cease and desist order on their selling, and they're going to stop everybody right where they are now. Nothing has to be done until they get a chance to re-examine their decision. Now, I don't know. I looked briefly. I was able to see one of the one of these honey honey badger pistol braces. I think it's called a Q, just the letter Q. And it's a really neat design. It looks like it's collapsible. It does open and close, so it is adjustable, which is for a long time – was not something pistol braces could do until a place called SB Tactical brought out the SB3A, which was an adjustable pistol brace, which was put on a standard carbine buffer tube, which was phenomenal because you didn't have to have some weird friction fitted, you know, rubber thing that couldn't really move back and forth very easily. It was preset. This one could actually move back and forth easily, click into place, and then you could undo the Velcro straps to strap it onto your arm as a pistol brace is designed to be used. Although they said at first you could put it on your cheek, but then you couldn't put it on your shoulder, but then you could put it on your shoulder and your cheek, and it doesn't matter because it doesn't change the weapon the way you use it. So who knows? This may become a big deal. If they backtrack on the pistol braces, there are probably 20 or 30 million of these things out in circulation now. And if they ask for the recall of all these or ask everybody to make a short barrel rifle out of it, that's going to be a huge problem. It's going to turn law-abiding citizens into felons with the stroke of a pen. And since the ATF has such limited, I guess, capacity when it comes to deciding things, I mean, they just make up stuff as they go. There's no, they don't seem to be under any kind of government control to where anybody knows what they're doing. And they change their decisions constantly. So if you don't keep up on it, you could end up being a criminal without even knowing it. When you purchased it, you weren't a criminal, but now that they changed the ruling, you might be a criminal. So be aware of this. Just keep up on it because I'd hate for anybody to get in trouble for this unknowingly. If you don't know what's going on, you might need to find out. So we'll have to see. Hopefully, they'll backtrack on this, allow them to make modifications to the queue, or allow them to swap it for a different variety that they have previously ruled is okay. Now, I do understand that the queue was not submitted to the ATF ahead of time to be approved because they felt like it was too close to other things they already had out there and didn't feel the need to get another one approved. And maybe the ATF did not like being sidestepped like that. Maybe they felt like, oh, yeah, you're not going to let us approve it, then we're going to disapprove it right away without even seeing it. Hopefully they'll get a chance to look at it, they'll approve it, and it'll be something new that will be available on the market. It, From what I've seen, it's a very interesting and desirable version of the pistol brakes. I would love to have a couple of these on a on some AR, AK pistols. But the whole short-barreled rifle thing to me is kind of silly anyway. I mean, I understand the fully automatic weapons. I understand suppressors to some extent. But I would love to see Trump come along, push the Hearing Protection Act through, which would allow you to buy a suppressor just as you would any handgun to protect your hearing, if nothing else. I mean, the number of suppressors used in crimes is astronomically low, virtually non-existent. Of course there are, you know, you see in the movies all the time where the spies use them, the gangsters use them, and they use them all the time. But these are the kind of people with unlimited resources, 
and they don't obey the laws anyway. They're using them to kill somebody, so obviously they're not concerned about legal issues because they're there shooting people in the head with them. But it does make shooting way more pleasant. It really does. It's amazing because you can still have hearing protection, but with stuff that's subsonic that doesn't have a supersonic crack, you don't even need hearing protection with them. They're that quiet, and they protect your hearing tremendously. And from what I understand, in a lot of places in Europe, they allow sales of these at local hardware stores because they're just basically a muffler that goes on a gun. Why annoy your neighbors if you want to go shooting? Why not just, you know, silence it, suppress it, make it quieter so nobody has to hear the gunshots go off? That's something I'd like to see. I know President Trump doesn't normally listen to my show, but maybe he's catching a few minutes of it. Sir, please consider the Hearing Protection Act next year if you're still around, which I hope you are. That's something I would really like to see. But we don't know if that's coming or not, and I'm sure the Democrats would not be interested in passing anything that would allow hearing protection to people who own guns. In fact, people who own guns are probably their one of their biggest targets right now. And the fact that the Second Amendment is standing in their way makes no difference to them. They're willing to plow it over with a bulldozer and make whatever rules they want. Now, if they pass a national act... To try and limit capacity on magazines, I wonder how this is going to affect the decision in California that was already made by the Ninth Circuit Court. Do, do most uh, weapons come with, uh, I know the, for the most part, the, uh, the silencer is a screw-on. Right, threaded or they have a three-lug you know, quarter-turn lock-ons or different kind of locking systems, but threads are the most common, yes. So do most weapons come threaded? A lot of weapons have options for threading, especially recently because suppressors have become much more reasonable because the $200 isn't as much as it used to be. 50 no. years ago, $200 was a huge, substantial amount of money. Now, $200 is not as much, so a lot more people are taking the plunge, they're paying the $200 and getting their suppressor. And is it still a six-month type wait? Oh, at least. I've heard nine months, 12 months. Mm. Up, up to a year approval. Now, they so they were supposed to be streamlining that, but I don't know I don't know if that ever went through or not. They were trying to push it to a 90-day limit on approving that. Or some senator or congressperson was trying to push for a 90-day limit on the time it took them to approve or disapprove a request for a class 3 suppressor. Which would be great if they can get it within 90 days. It would make it almost reasonable. But now you have to leave it at the shop where you're buying it and not be able to take possession of it until your paperwork comes back. But you have to fill out the paperwork, buy the suppressor, and then send the paperwork in. And if for some reason you don't get approved, you can't take possession of it. And if you've already, and a lot of places you can use it while you're there. Even though it's yours, you can go to that range where it's being stored or that gun store, and if they have a range, you can use it while you're there, but they have to hold it for you when you leave. So that's it's really kind of screwy. Okay, well, it's time to put the plug in the jug, and we got to move on. So as we uh, leave, thanks for uh, being with us today. And, uh, Roger, thank you for a good show, and we will talk to you next week. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.